Hey, good morning. Good morning, you guys. Uh, it's a great day, beautiful day out, and uh, beautiful weather we're starting to have. Spring baseball season has started, games have begun, and <laughs> didn't start too well. But uh, we're going to get better and develop young people. That's what we do. Um, oh, I hope you're doing great. I hope your family's well. All the kids are great, the grandkids. All your people are uh, hanging in there doing great. We are here to dig into the Word of God. That's what we're here to do this morning and um, spend some time just meditating, thinking about, digging into the scriptures, and um, just focusing our attention on um, what we're calling our core values. Well, Easter's coming up. Come join us for Easter. But we're talking about core values, our core values as believers, individual believers, and as uh, the church, core values as a church, the Bible, the most critical uh, core value that we have, like the Bible, uh, teaching, the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of Scripture, not just the Bible, but the teachings of Scripture, uh, prayer and, and belonging and the mission of Christ, those things that are really, really important. And the first thing we understand Bottom line, Jesus is Lord and Savior. That's, that's it. And, and uh, so we start with that in mind. Now, if Jesus isn't Lord and Savior of a person's life, then the Bible and the core values of the Scripture aren't going to matter to that person. But if Jesus is Lord and we trust Jesus, then his word is his word and we're going to live according to it. And so that's where all the core values come in after we already have placed Jesus as Lord and Savior of our life. So he's Lord, he's Savior. We said uh, core value number one is the Bible. Core value number two is the teachings of Jesus. And today we're talking about core value number three, which is prayer. And we started talking about this last week. Part one. Today will be part two. And our challenge really is this in this topic of prayer is, is let's, let's try to take prayer to a deeper level. Try to understand what it is better today. We're going to try to do that. But then when we move out from here, let's try to, let's try to put into practice a, a deeper understanding and level of our prayer life with God and what that means and let's, let's push ourselves to go deeper with Jesus. Like, don't be afraid. You know, sometimes I, I think people are afraid to go deeper in prayer because they're not sure what could happen. Kind of like when Moses, you know, went up on the mountain and God spoke to him. I mean, what a, what a moment of fear and trembling. It's like, oh my goodness, do I really want to be here? This is scary. Uh, you know, this is powerful. And sometimes I think we don't want to go deeper in prayer because we're afraid a little bit of what might happen. But I want to just encourage us to go deeper. Let's go deeper in our walk with God. I began to share uh, two truths with us. The first one that we talked about last week, I want to just review this, is that prayer is a learned discipline. It's something that we learn. We didn't come out of the womb saying God is, um, God is great you know, and all this stuff. We come out of the womb very, very much like a clean slate um, with very little understanding, and we learn the things of God. We learn about prayer. We learn about the teachings of Jesus, 
And in fact, the disciples said to Jesus, remember, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. They asked Jesus, help us learn how to do this. How do we pray? How do we pray in a more meaningful way? Help us to be more God-centered and less worldly. That's what we talked about last week. We talked about that we learn to pray. As we get older and more mature, we learn to pray along the way. We pray throughout the day. We're praying all the time. Things are happening in, in life, and we are prayer-minded people living on the planet, giving everything to God. God, help us in this. God, help that person over there. God, you know, we're constant communication with God. It isn't like we uh, a meeting that we go to, like our business is so segregated, right? We, we play ball, we go to work, we have a meeting, everything's compartmentalized, but not prayer. Prayer is, prayer is the thread that should run through everything we are and all that we do. It's a learned discipline though. We have to learn how to do this because we don't naturally do this. And we said that the Hebrew writer wrote some things in Hebrews chapter 5 and 6. And the, the, the gist of what he was saying is this. Let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Right? So, so even in our understanding of who Jesus is, go deeper. In our faith, go deeper. In our walk with God on the planet, our awareness of him, we should be going deeper. And in our prayer life, our prayer walk with God, going deeper. Everything we do, going deeper. The disciple says, Lord, increase our faith. Right? That's, that's this cry for God to, to, to help them go deeper with God. Increase our faith. And the, the parable of the, the sower, the seed that fell on good soil, remember it produced a hundred times what was sown. That's what ha should happen in our faith is that it goes in this little mustard seed of Jesus and the Holy Spirit come into our life, but it should grow out of us. This huge, huge uh, life of faith and it touches everything that we are, all that we are. The roots go deeper, the branches go higher and, and reach out to the world. That's what our faith should look like. Remember, Peter said that we should make every effort to add to our faith goodness and goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. And he said, if you possess these things, these qualities in increasing measure, that's the idea that, 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 that our faith and, and our, the way that we, we represent God should increase, this increasing measure. It will keep us from being ineffective and unproductive because so many Christians live in this world. They do fine in the world, but spiritually and biblically, they are unproductive and ineffective. They are doing very little for the kingdom of God. They're doing lots for themselves but very little for the kingdom of God. We've got to reverse that. It should be more about the kingdom of God and less about the world and our stuff of the planet. And so our walk in Jesus has got to progress. It's got to move forward. Somebody once said, if you're not moving forward, you are moving backward, okay? Because you're never standing still. You're either going forward intentionally in your faith with God, or you are, you are falling away. You are backing off. You are backing away. See, growth in our faith matters, and depth in our prayer life is what we're after. We, we need to grow into this. Prayer, prayer is this constant conversation with the most important person in the world. 
That's what prayer is. The most, it's, 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 it's a conversation, right? Two-way with the most important person in the world, the one who has all authority. So point number one, let's take a, a big leap into a deeper, less about me, more about God, prayer life with our Lord Jesus. Let's go deeper in this. And let's grow up kind of in our faith, keep maturing in our faith and go deeper in our prayer life. And, and those two things are directly connected. The deeper you go in your prayer life, the more mature you will grow. The less deeper you go, you stay on the surface of your prayer life with God. You are not going to grow as a Christian or as a believer in your faith. You're just going to stay where you are. You're going to actually go backwards. But you go deeper in your prayer walk and you will go, uh, you will go healthier in your faith. That's just, they just work together that way. Well, today, today, our second point is this, that we cut off and didn't get to last week is this. Prayer is spiritual. Prayer is spiritual. I know that's a very simple way to say it, but think about it. Most people, if you've been around prayer circles or prayer meetings or prayer gatherings or prayer time with a bunch of people, you do you you really do hear all kinds of stuff most of which is very physical because we're comfortable there it's easy to talk about my uncle or my aunt or my dog or my cat it's very difficult to talk about more spiritual things it gets uncomfortable it gets a little awkward sometimes but prayer is all spiritual now, the outcome of prayer sometimes touches the physical, and that's for sure. And we're physical, so there is the physical that is involved. But when we bow our heads to pray, we are praying to the God of all creation who lives in the spirit realm. He touches the physical realm, but he is very much in the spiritual realm, the eternal realm. And so prayer, when we talk to God, we're not just talking to our mother or our brother or our sister. We are talking. We are talking to the God of all. We're communicating with the God of all creation. And prayer, prayer is a relationship with, with him. It's this time together, spending time with God. God, not your best friend's. Not your baseball team or your, your family, but we're talking God who created that. This is incredible that we get to spend time with God. That he, he invites us and he has made a way for us to communicate with him. Think about that. That is incredible. Don't write that off too quickly or don't pass by that so fast that you don't, we don't let that sink in. He's God. He's the one who made us. He breathed life into our lungs. Every heartbeat is a gift from his. That's why I'm addicted to God. I'm addicted to God because he is my life. He is everything. He is our source of everything. Remember we said you, you have to be able to breathe to live. You have to have heartbeat and blood flowing through your body to live. And you have to have a, a prayer life with God in order for you to live. And without that, you are going to die. Spiritually and physically in every way, you are going to wither away. These things are so important. It's incredible what we have with God. We have this great honor 
to come to him. Do you remember the woman, uh, just a little inserted story here. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? And uh, she had this for 12 years. She'd been dealing with this issue of blood. That's a long time and she, no hope, spent all her money. And now she, uh, her life is in serious trouble, right? And so Jesus makes himself available one day. He comes walking through her town and she thought to herself, look, if I just, if I could just enter into Jesus's space, and just get close enough to Jesus and perhaps like touch the edge of his cloak, she believed it with all of her heart that she would be healed. Do you remember that? His power, his power will heal me. And she did this and she was healed. And here's what happened. Spiritual, the spiritual power of Jesus, of God, met the physical need of this woman. And there, something miraculous happened. When the eternal touches the physical, incredible things happen. And this woman is, a, is just a tiny little example of, of that spark blasting, blowing up into like this beautiful moment of healing for her life. And Jesus said, someone touched me. I felt power go from me. I think this is about prayer. I think this is what's happening in prayer. The physical gets to touch the, the spiritual and the eternal, God. And when we do that, there's so much power there. So many times we approach prayer, like not just in the flesh, but all about the flesh. It's like all about the flesh, right? So let me talk a, a minute about what, what prayer is not, okay? What prayer is not. Prayer is not, and, and you probably have some ideas of what prayer is not. So think about that. What, what would you say if prayer is not this? You know, I've heard this, this is not prayer. I've done this. It's not prayer. Or, or, or just different ideas that people have about prayer that you hear. Let me tell you some things that I think prayer is not. Prayer is not coming to God with your wish list, like the, the candy machine or the, the, chip, the vending machine. Like, right, we put our quarters in and we pull the, push the buttons, pull the lever, the, the uh, you know, slot machine, and God delivers our prayer. Whoosh, there it is. No, that, this is not prayer. It's not prayer at all. God is not our personal vending machine, okay? Let's get that right. Prayer is not telling God what's going to happen. Have you ever been with people that are, are, are super, you know, in their minds, they're super spiritual people, and, and they think they, they got so much confidence that they are going to tell God what's going to, they're commanding God, God in your name, bring healing, God do this, God. That is not prayer. That's not prayer. I, I'm not even sure that person has an understanding of what they're doing and how dangerous they're, they, what kind of danger they're in. Prayer is not trying to manipulate God. You know, kids manipulate their parents. And so we grow up thinking if we want something, we got to do certain things or make people feel a certain way to manipulate them into giving me what I want. That's not prayer. Prayer is not trying to impress other people in the prayer circle with my words, my deep eloquence and stuff like that. That is not prayer. 
Prayer is not about my feelings. It's not about my emotions. Like I, I get emotional and it's okay to be emotional, but I, I'm not going to cry and whine so that God gives me what I want. That is not what prayer is. Emotions can very much be involved. I'm not saying that. But it isn't about my emotions and it's not about my feelings. It's, it's not... It's not just a hotline in times of trouble, right? That, that we see that all the time people get in trouble, catastrophe happens, and now, now we're going to turn to God. Now we're going to turn to God. That's not, that might be prayer in the moment. Yes, it's crying out to God. God help us. Okay, I get that. But that's not the only time we should be praying. That is not what our prayer life should look like. That we only go to God when things are, are bad or falling apart. It's too late then. If, if we would spend more time with God before that, like as our life, maybe we would have the wisdom and strength and understanding how to deal with catastrophe when it happens rather than having to, to, to go into like uh, emergency mode, you know? Prayer is much less about me and a whole lot of, more about him. It's about his will, his way, what he wants, and less about me and what I think and what I want. And so we should learn, we should learn to be quiet before God. See, prayer is spiritual. And so our words, you know, they're nice for us to hear. God doesn't need our words. He knows our thoughts. He knows our heart. We should be quiet. Learn to be quiet before the Lord. Like, I hear the craziest things, you know, in prayer over, over the years. People use it. Sometimes people use prayer in a circle as a safe place to gossip. Have you ever heard that? Like, like God, did you know? God, did you know? And now they're going to reveal something so that everyone in the circle knows they know something that they don't. And they're doing it like they're praying to God, but they're really simply trying to impress the people around them with their insight. I've heard people tell God what he's going to do. I've heard people give God directions, give God directions to a location, like be with my friend who lives over on 2nd Street in outside of, Bur you know, I've, I've heard people tell God the meaning of a word that they used in their prayer. Sometimes even the Greek, like God, like God doesn't know what we're saying. And we're going to define our words to God in our prayer. Like, who are you talking to? I always, whenever this happens, it's so distracting. I'm always thinking, like, are you talking to us or are you talking to God? Who are we praying to here? I've heard people say, Father God, every other, like, Half a sentence, Father God, be Father, 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 Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, be this, blah, blah, blah. this repetition, like God lost interest and now we got to get his attention back. Look, I, I am not any expert in prayer. Like I'm no expert. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I'm pretty sure that God knows, God knows where my Aunt Beulah lives. I, I'm pretty sure God knows where she lives. I don't need to tell God the directions to her house. See, it's not just talking to God. Prayer is not just about talking to God. It's not just about sharing our prayer list with him either. 
See, to a large degree, here's what happens. New followers, new believers, you, you kind of check this out, even in your own life. New believers tend to talk to God. Mature believers tend to listen to God. And that's the difference between immaturity and maturity. See, immaturity thinks I've got to rattle off to God all of my requests and needs. Mature Christians understand that God knows my heart and I'm going to bring myself to him to listen. I come here to listen. And that's what mature Christians do. They come to listen to God because it is so spiritual that I want to calm myself down, not rile myself up. And a lot of times in prayer meetings, that's what you see. You see people getting real excited, like they're trying to, like they're trying to like prime the pump for the Holy Spirit to get to work so that, so that we're all like kind of caught up in it. But prayer is spiritual. It's so spiritual. It, 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 you're not going to hear it if there's a lot of noise going on. You're not going to hear him. You're too busy in your own little thing going on. The best way to hear from God is if you just calm down. Quiet yourself. Controlled quiet. Like consciously calm down so that we're not just spitting out things but we're, we're focusing our heart and our mind on God and the Holy Spirit that lives within us and we come to listen quietly. Do you remember 1 Samuel chapter 3? Uh, the boy Samuel was ministering before the Lord uh, under Eli. Eli was the, the, the priest. And it says in, in 1 Samuel 3 that the word of the Lord was rare. At that time, there were not many visions. So God had, there was a period of quiet time. God wasn't saying much. He wasn't speaking through his prophets during this time. And so everything was real quiet. And then the Lord began to call Samuel in the night. So Samuel's sleeping. He's in the house of the Lord where he ministered. Eli's in another room. And, and God begins to speak to Samuel, uh, to Samuel, the little boy. He's a boy, so he's, he's small. Uh, in 1 Samuel 3, and uh, Samuel thinks it's Eli in the other room calling him. And so he runs into the other room and goes, here I am. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it, master? And uh, Eli says, I didn't call you. Eli's getting old, by the way, at this time. And his, his eyes are going bad and he's kind of dying. Okay, He's, he's, he's getting close to death. And uh, Eli says, I didn't call you. And Samuel goes back, go back to sleep. And he comes back three times this happens. Eli comes, or Samuel comes back to Eli and he says, you called, you called, you called. And finally, Eli realizes what's going on, that the Lord is calling Eli, or the Lord is calling Samuel, the young boy. And so he says, he says to him, um, go back, go back to sleep. And, and when you hear the voice again calling you, you are to say these words. You are to say these words. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Eli says to Samuel, look, go back to bed. And if you hear the call again, say these words. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Not, not, here's my list of needs. Not, here's all the things I wish I had in my life. Not any of that, but and not even to say anything other than to say, 
I'm listening. Those are the only words you need to say. I am listening. And so, so young Samuel did this and God spoke to him and he said these words, speak Lord, your servant is listening. And God spoke to Samuel about what was going to happen next. In first or in Ecclesiastes, Solomon wrote these words, do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven. You are on earth. Let your words be few. This is such a powerful passage. In, in our prayer time, in your prayer time with people, in your prayer time, even yourself, keep this passage in mind. God already knows our heart. He wants us to share with him. He wants us to have a two-way communication. I'm not saying don't say anything, but, but let your words be few. Come to listen. Really just come to listen. Mother Teresa, I love what she said. She said, prayer is not asking. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depths of our heart. That's what we should be focusing our energy on is, 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 is letting our heart and our soul and the spirit of God in us communicate with God. And in order to do that, we got to get real calm and real, real, real still. Not fall asleep. I'm not talking about falling asleep. I'm talking about just focusing and, and meditating on God, letting God speak to our, our, to our hearts. Prayer is about eternal spiritual things. In prayer, we as human beings get to touch the presence of the living God. This this weak, ragged vessel of a bag of bones human being gets to enter into the presence of God in this gift that we call prayer. We touch, we, we literally, in a spiritual way, we literally, if that's even a thing, uh, we literally spiritually touch the edge of his cloak. God invites us to touch his presence. And we enter to listen. We enter to just listen because in the end, who are we to even speak in the presence of Almighty God? Who are we to say a word? We have actually no business even being there except by his invitation. And, and his spirit in us that has made a way now for us to communicate with him. Outside of what he has done, we have, we have no right, we have no business being in his presence. And so what we do is we soul travel into the spirit realm to hear from God. That's what we do. It's an honor, it's a blessing, a miracle, a miracle of his for us. It's miraculous that, that we are allowed to come into his presence and then we go into his presence with this huge blessing and we come back to obey him and to serve him. We might go and get 
encouraged. We may go and be comforted. We may go and be challenged. We may go and be uh, convicted because we're not doing things in our life. And now in this prayer time with God, we're, we're, we're convicted of our wrong. If these things are happening, this is great. This is good. Because your spirit and your heart and your soul is communicating with God. And, and you come out of that and you, you respond to that, however appropriate. In 1 Samuel 3, the end of the story, verse 11, here's what happens when, Eli, when Sam, Eli told Samuel to go and say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God spoke, and here's what God had to say to Samuel. And this is not good for Eli, but check it out. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. It's not going to be good. Remember, God hadn't said anything. There were no visions. There was nothing. And now God is going to move again. Israel has, again, abandoned God, has wandered away from God like they always do. And now God is going to use Samuel to do something new and, and, and big because he's available and he's listening. And because he said, speak, I don't wanna talk, I just wanna listen to what you have to say, God. At that time, verse 12, I will carry out against Eli, it's the guy he's been going to run and tell, did you call me, Eli? Everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin that he knew about. His sons blasphemed God and he failed to restrain them. Parents, parents, check this out. This is not good for Eli and his family. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son, and Samuel answered, here I am. Oh, no. Eli wants to know what God told him last night. And Samuel's scared to death to tell him what God said. What was it he said to you? Eli asked. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything that he told you. And so Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. And then Eli said, check this out. He is Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Wow. God spoke. God spoke. Samuel said, here I am. I'm listening. God spoke. And it was not good for Eli and his family. And not only did, did Eli teach Samuel to say to God, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. He taught young Samuel to do this. But Eli himself said, he is Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. 
Wow, that's, that's incredible faith. That's Eli who listens to God, teaches Samuel to listen to God, and now is willing to take whatever it is God has. God knows best. God knows best. See, prayer is critical because it's, it's two-way communication, conversation with God. It's two-way. Don't make it one. In fact, make the second half of what prayer is listening bigger than the talking part. Right now, we do a lot more talking than we do listening. Amen? We've gone on our way. God, 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 amen, we're going on our way, right? That's what we do. Stop that. Talk less. Listen more. Make it a two-way conversation. More God speaking to your heart than you speaking to him. He already knows what you need. Something supernatural is happening in prayer, and we should approach it very carefully, very cautiously, very respectfully, and very humbly. In prayer, more mere mortals... Mere mortals like us are invited to come into the presence of mighty God and have a conversation. Human beings made of flesh connect with an eternal God. This is the most miraculous thing that we get to be a part of as we live in time. This is big. This is huge. It's miraculous. Prayer. Prayer. So very, very critical to our eternal soul. An all-important core value for you and me for the Christian life. See, the Bible is our source of life and truth and the word of God to us, authored by him. The teachings of Jesus, they are food for our soul. We must partake of them. We must partake of them. But prayer, prayer is the power of God unleashed in us as God applies the truths of Jesus' teaching from the Bible and by his spirit, he prompts us and he moves us to action. This gift of prayer is, first of all, it's a, it's a learned discipline. It's something we learn to do and we go deeper in it. We grow in it. We develop a, de a deeper level of communication with God. We move from the milk to the meat, from the elementary to the mature as we learn to pray deeper in Christ. But secondly, prayer is very spiritual and we come to listen to God. He will speak to us, but he will speak to our hearts and only when we're listening and quiet and calm before him will we ever hear him. By the power of his word and by the power of his Holy Spirit, he wants to speak to you. You must be, I must be. We must be in the word so that the Holy Spirit can help us understand the word of God and how it applies to our life. And that happens in prayer. Come to listen. Don't be quick to speak. So let's take this core value of our prayer life to a whole nother level. Let's move from talking and blabbering to God to listening closely to his spirit speak to me. This is a very critical core value for our faith, for our life on this planet, and for our relationship with the Lord. That makes it huge, very big. God bless you guys. Have an amazing, amazing week. And let's put into practice these things about prayer. Let's grow up in it. Let's, let's go deeper in it.
And let's remember that it is very spiritual. So come with this spiritual mindset, not a physical one. It's about eternal things, not earthly things. God bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.